So Kenny Moore wants more money. Does Kenny Moore deserve more money? We take a look at that. Should the Colts pay Kenny Moore more money? Mm-hmm. Indiana basketball is going to play in New York City around Thanksgiving in 2023. That's kind of a big deal. Indiana being invited to more national events. Nice. As they try to work out a deal to play against Louisville and maybe play against Kentucky. But I got to tell you, Kentucky, screw Kentucky. I don't want Kentucky on Indiana's schedule. To hell with Calipari. Am I right? Of course I'm right. Uh, Xavier Booker has been invited to training camp for Team USA, USA Basketball's 18U squad, the new number four player in the nation, Cathedral's very own. We'll talk about the Chicago Cubs. We are going to try to unveil some of the truth about the Chicago Cubs and give you facts about the Chicago Cubs, and we'll talk a little bit about the game that is going on right now after a rain delay. There's some nastiness going on in Cincinnati, and that is not unusual. Cincinnati... Uh, you know what? They play old school baseball, and I don't really mind it. It doesn't bother me. David Ross took exception. He was ejected from the game just moments ago. This, oh, by the way, Carlos Knox introduced as the new Indiana Fever interim coach, replacing Marianne Stanley. Uh, and so we were at practice when it happened. Very, very cool for Carlos Knox, local guy. Absolutely. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Thursday, May 26, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson, just a terrific businessman and a better plumber and a better person. I'm telling you, you got a plumbing problem, he's got a plumbing solution. Call him, 765-610-8809. You know what? Smash that subscribe button. Smash the like button. Ring the bell. You got a question? Donate. It pops up in a special graphic. We're all over it. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. All right. So here's how I want to look at the Kenny Moore situation with the Colts. Is he worth more money? He sat out the OTA yesterday in an effort to draw attention to himself as a guy who wants more money and maybe leverage the Colts into feeling like maybe we should pay Kenny Moore a little bit more. Let's talk about where Kenny Moore slots in terms of of the Indianapolis Colts. Who, who are the most valuable players on the Indianapolis Colts? From one through 10. One's easy. It's the, the most important position in all of sports. That's the quarterback. Matt Ryan is the most important player to the Colts. He should be paid the most. Uh, DeForest Buckner, I think, is the second most important player. He should be paid the second most. And those two slot right there. Matt Ryan, number one. DeForest Buckner, number two, in terms of the cash they will extract from Jim Irsay's wallet in 2022. Darius Leonard, I think he's the third most important Colt. I know he's a linebacker, but he generated 12 turnovers last year. 12 by himself. That is historic, and that makes him really, really important. He is the ninth highest paid player in 2022, but in terms of average uh, a, you know, salary bonus per year for the duration of that contract. He's higher than ninth. But for our purposes, ninth is fine. Michael Pittman, I got his four. I know this is going to bother some people. I got Michael Pittman on top of Jonathan Taylor because wide receiver one is more important in the NFL than running back one. No matter how many yards either of them get, you've got to have a wide receiver 
who's going to be able to stretch a field. That position is more important in terms of winning a championship than is the running back. That's just the way it is. However, number five is Jonathan Taylor. Both of those guys are on their rookie contract, so they're not being paid requisite to their value or commensurate to their value whatsoever. Rookie contracts, that's what you do in rookie contracts. You, you find, unless you're Kyler Murray, you find your way through the rookie contract and then you get paid real dollars unfettered by the slotting that takes place due to the way the CBA was negotiated by the NFL. Because uh, it's a long story. Regardless, the NFLPA is not a very strong uh, players' union, and that's the way it is. Number six, Stephon Gilmore. And he is paid fifth highest among the Colts, which is just about right. Stephon Gilmore, a uh, free agent, came over to the team, a lockdown corner, if he can still play at that high level. He was a pro bowler last year for the Carolina Panthers after he came over from the Patriots. They went out and got Stephon Gilmore. you got to pay a guy when he's a free agent at the age of 32 in a lockdown corner. Maybe Kenny Moore will get to experience that one day. Uh, Quentin Nelson, I got his number seven. He's the third highest paid Colt. He's number seven because he's a guard and because I don't know who the hell the left tackle is. So Quentin Nelson better be really good because we don't know who the left tackle is. Is it Matt Pryor? Is it Bernard Ryman? We don't know. Naheem Hines, I got his number nine. He is paid number 13 by the Colts. And then at 10, I got Quiddy Pet. Nowhere on this list is Kenny Moore. Now, I could have put Kenny Moore at 10, and it wouldn't have bothered me. And it, it wouldn't have bothered anybody, and it, it, it's arguable that he should be number 10. Where is he paid? He's paid 10th highest by the Colts. In terms of the cash, again, that he will extract from Jim Irsay's wallet this year, he's paid 10th highest, $6.75 million. The average value of his contract is over eight, under nine. It was a four-year, $33.3 million extension that he signed. And halfway through, he wants out, and he wants uh, a renegotiation. If I'm the Colts, thank you very much. We'll continue to employ you at our whim because you signed the contract. We negotiated the contract in good faith. We have upheld our standards of the contract. And by the way, uh, a lot of people in comments yesterday said that the NFL contracts are weighted toward the owners. Of course they are. They're the owners. Owners get to set the standard for the company. If you got a problem and you're an employee and you got an employee uh, a problem with your employer, you know what? You're not going to win very often. And that's the way it is. That's why it's a lot more fun to be an employer than an employee. Kenny Moore is an employee. So, of course, his contract is going to favor the owner. Now, can the owner cut a guy like Kenny Moore after his fourth year? Before four years, it's wave. After four years, it's cut. I don't know what the difference is. But can he wave or cut a guy like Kenny Moore at his whim? Yes. Unless, and he's just gone. However, he does get paid if he's got guaranteed money in that deal. That's why you sign a deal with a big signing bonus. So you put the money in your pocket on the front end, and then if you get cut, you don't really get hurt too badly. But that's what guaranteed money does. That's why the owners, they don't like to give out contracts with guaranteed money. 
And that's why players really, really want guaranteed money. So, guaranteed money, good for the player, bad for the owner. What are the owners going to do? They're going to do, more often than not, what's good for them. That's how business works. So, there you go. One thing I, would, I do want to talk about, NFL-related. So, anyway, Kenny Moore, 10th. All right, at best. Your 10th best player sits out of OTAs, despite the fact that it's garnering attention from us. Probably not garnering a whole lot of attention within the halls of uh, the Colts Complex on West 56th Street. The Bengals, what are the chances that they repeat in the Super Bowl? Do you know, out of the last 10 teams that lost a Super Bowl, one has gone back to the Super Bowl, and that was the Patriots. Other than that, none returned to the Super Bowl. In fact, three of the last six teams that lost in the Super Bowl did not go on to make the playoffs the following year. That includes Carolina, the Rams, and San Francisco. So the before the Bengals get all fat and happy, having sported that gaudy 10-7 and record last year and, and marching through the playoffs, winning games by three, losing the Super Bowl by three, you know what? Take a deep breath. Understand your place in the NFL. It is not among NFL elite. You got T. Higgins. You got Jamar Chase. You got Joe Burrow. You went out in free agency and you tried to cobble together a decent offensive line. Good luck to you. The odds of you returning to the Super Bowl are negligible. All right. Um, Xavier Booker, 6'10", junior at Cathedral High School. Fantastic basketball player, ranked fourth in the country by 24-7 sports. He has been invited to USA Basketball's 18 and under national team. Recruiting-wise, it looks like Michigan State has kind of the inside track. Then you got Butler, Cincinnati, Clemson, Illinois, and Indiana. They've all offered. We'll see where Xavier Booker winds up going, but he is terrific at what he does. We are entering a really interesting little mini era in Indiana high school basketball. Really good basketball players in the state of Indiana. Terrific player who was a freshman this past year up at Fishers High School. You got a couple of really good ones at HSE. You got Booker at Cathedral, others at Cathedral. This area, the northeast side of Indianapolis, is really doing work in providing college basketball some high-end talent, as it usually does. Zach Irvin, Gary Harris, Eric Gordon, all the Gordons from uh, North Central, Colin Hartman at Cathedral. You've had a bunch of guys. You got a really, really good guy uh, at Heritage Christian as well, who has committed to Purdue. With a lineage uh, going back, his dad played in the NFL and was really, really good. We don't mention his name because he committed to Purdue. That's how bitter we are. Indiana's going to play in the uh, 2023 Empire Classic, according to John Rothstein. He, they will join Texas, Yukon, and Louisville. This was rumored to be the case all the way back in like December by Jeff Rabjohns at pigs.com. John Rothstein confirming today that Indiana will indeed play in the Empire Classic. Will they play against Kentucky? I could give a damn less. John Calipari, I, I hope Indiana never plays Kentucky as long as Calipari's the coach. Calipari and Kentucky are irrelevant. Dan Dockich said it on his radio show today. I said it a little bit this morning. Irrelevant nationally. Nobody cares about Kentucky. Nobody. 
Yeah, it, in Calipari's run at Kentucky, how many national championships? One. A single one, right? Villanova has won more than that in the last decade. In the last, hell, in the last five years, six years, they've won more than that. The Chicago Cubs, here is a Cubs fact. Ortega and Rivas, Rivas, they are not Baez and Bryant. Chris Bryant and Javi Baez, two of the most dynamic players. By the way, Bryant just goes on the DL or the injured list uh, yesterday or today. Go figure. The These Cubs, these Cubs are a triple A team. The Marquee Network can tell you all kinds of things about these Cubs, but you don't care because the Cubs right now, what are they, 18 and 25, about to be 18 and 26, are down 13 to 5. Wilson Contreras today hit a home run. Cubs getting shellacked. He pimped it out. Reds didn't like it. They hit Contreras in the top of the seventh. David Ross yelled from the dugout. The umpire ran Ross. We'll see what happens moving forward in this game if the Cubs are going to put some red on his ass, uh, target a fastball again right at his ass. I hope that they do. That's good baseball. That head, no, do not throw toward a guy's head. But toward his dupa, yes. The dupa stata, that is a good target. That's what you can hit. Nothing wrong with that. The fleshy part. Don't put a guy in the IL. Don't endanger a guy's life. But making him hurt a little bit, that's baseball, and there's nothing wrong with it. It is all good. All right. Uh, again, David Ross ejected. Cubs probably going to take measures into their own hands. That's the way it goes. And the Reds, they get salty about that kind of thing, so they're going to charge out of the dugout. And the, the, the stampede from the bullpen. Here they come. So they can stand around down there. Forgot Steve Kerr is the reason sports are dying. What sports are those that are dying? The NBA is not dying. The NBA, the valuations of NBA teams are up like 300% over the last decade. They are not dying. The NFL is not dying. A cat could own an NFL franchise and would net at least $80 million a year. It is not dying. Major League Baseball is teetering on the brink of irrelevance. The National Hockey League has always been a regional sport. The NFL and the NBA are not dying. You can say that they're dying, but that does not make it so. That's like the Marquee Network saying that because guys are wearing the same clothes, they're the same as Chris Bryant and Javi Baez and Anthony Rizzo and Kyle Schwarber, etc., etc., etc. Uh, Carlos Knox, introduced to the media today, he says that the Fever are going to be more up-tempo and are going to be more efficient. I swear to God there's a handbook someplace that tells coaches what to say when they're introduced to the media. It's got We have got to play at a faster tempo. We've got to run the basketball up the floor. We've got to get up more shots. We've got to be more efficient. That's what they all say. Carlos Knox, I take it his word until we see that he's not uh, you know, so, uh, Boston-based Colts fan here. You can imagine the copious razzing, sending love, uh, grateful for the dose of Colts updates. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for the donation. I really appreciate it. Very, very nice of you. Boston, a very provincial town. Indianapolis, not a provincial town. St. Louis, provincial. Chicago, 
not so provincial. But Boston, really, really provincial. And, and good for them. People don't leave, people don't come. And uh, that's the way it works. But thank you for viewing. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. We will talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent. We're rolling bright and early, 8 o'clock. That's right about when we start.